Muy buenas tardes, mi gente, y welcome to el party que es The Brooklyn Ice Party. Uh, estoy, estamos aquí con tu co-host, el Shit. señor Ness. Uh, happy to be here with everyone, and as always, joining me in the party is my favorite co-host and my only co-host. <laughs> Your only co-host. Uh, do we have another co-host coming on or something? Yeah, I said the only one. Yeah, your boy Jay is in the building, bro. What's up? Jay is in the building. What is going on, Jay? How are you today? I am good, man. Uh, I feel like the weather reporter every time we get on. <laughs> you know, like It's nice and sunny out here, but today is uh, a little bit raining in Brooklyn, but uh, yeah, it's been good, man. Good, good. I'm I'm over here. I'm sick as a dog, man, fighting off this sinus infection that has uh, made its way into my head. Uh, which typically happens when the weather does this thing that it's doing. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I, and you know, as always, I blame Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I noticed last week you were a little bit, uh, uh, you know, you, you congested. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. it was starting because, you know, the government controls the weather. Yeah, and that's what so it is, bro. This, this is a direct response. Like we had a 70 degree day and then today was was pissing down rain. And it's just miserable. So I feel you, man. I, I suffer from the same allergies, man. So I feel you, bro. I hope you get better, man. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. But listen, this, this is this is the remedy right here. This this is the antidote. Sure. This Don't is you the feel thing good right that, now? that make I feel <laughs> like a million bucks. Uh, we are in our sixth episode, bro, and uh, wow. with no signs of slowing down. Uh, I'm excited. Um, feedback has been great, and we just re- we, we want to remind people that if. Uh, you got stuff to say to us, email us, bknypodcast at gmail.com. It can't be any easier than that. Yeah, that's simple, man. And like you said, we want to hear back from, you know, we want to hear from the, uh, you know, from our audience, see what's up, get their feedback, tell us what's the good, what's the bad, what's the ugly. So yeah, yeah hit us yeah. up. So we are post-election uh, in America. Last week, we had our election episode. Uh, or or our politics episode, and uh, we you know I think I think we like we ran out of time because there was so much to discuss and and you know we 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 had so many viewpoints, but uh, we're now a week removed from uh, what went down as uh, as I think a historic election, and uh, change is on the horizon, and I you know I say that because as as I look at the calendar, I notice that today is. 11-11, which for some people superstitiously like means good luck uh, or it's, a, it's like a, a symbol or a sign that like wish for something positive. Must be working. And uh, so we got, you know, we got we got rid of the, uh, <laughs> the Cheeto. Uh, yeah, he's not going quietly into the night. But, you know, as I, as I look forward, you know, we're, we're in November. I can't believe it already. Like. We haven't even had Thanksgiving. Christmas things are up. But it dawns on me that between Halloween and and uh, El Día de los Tres Reyes Mago, the Three Kings Day, is a particular dope time in the calendar for, for Latinos, obviously, but for Puerto Ricans especially, uh, for people that enjoy a good party. This is, this is our time. This is, this is a run of like four straight holidays where we 
We live, we love, we eat, we party, we drink, we get down. Like it's it's just madness from now until January sixth or seventh. It's a it's a crazy span of just so much good energy, so much good parties. I bought a uh, I ordered a twenty four. Uh, let me see. So Gatorade comes in 12 packs. I ordered five 12 packs of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm gonna stay get hydrated. Those electrolytes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need that. You need that. Yeah. Um, you know, in and in no particular order, but chronologically, uh, we go from uh Thanksgiving, which which in my household, uh when my abuela was with us, God rest her soul, was called Sangivi. Sangivi. Uh, Sangivi viene por ahí. Uh, we have Sangivi, we have Noche Buena, or the Good Night, which is New Year, uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, so, you know, we tend to, like, get together almost like another Thanksgiving meal and then, you know, open gifts, I think, before Santa Claus shows up at the house. Then you have Los Tres Reyes Magos, Three Kings Day. And right in between that is New Year's. Back to back to back, bro. Back to back to back. And and if you were anything like me when I was a kid, uh, you were going to house parties, right? There was no going to the clubs. There was no going to big uh, uh, banquet halls. And it, like you went to Theo's house or Titi's house and the whole family. And I'm talking about like three generations of, of aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, like everybody was there and and you know uh, we 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 throw back like everybody was dressed like Titi Chacon. I mean you showed up to these parties decked out I was about to ask you did your mother have make you have to dress <laughs> dress in the little man suit yeah. oh I, I hated it you know but I kind of secretly loved it because I like dressing up but I, I hate it because I wanted to play with my cousins you know and and you can't play in a suit all starchy and non-flexible yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> and, and, and you know the, the suit doesn't go well with the uh, plastic covering on the on the. Uh, no, no, it so doesn't. Uh, you know, so I, I I figured that today we'll do a, a in-depth dive into that period of time between uh, Halloween and the Three Kings Day. Uh, with a little bit of a taste of like what partying was like, uh, because I did a lot of these parties in Brooklyn, right? When, when I was 12, 13, 14, going forward, a, a lot of my time was, was spent in Brooklyn going to these house parties. Uh, but even, even as a baby, as a kid, um, while I did get some of the, the, the parties in Puerto Rico, I was too young to remember what that stuff was like. About the only thing I can recall doing in Puerto Rico was La Parranda, oh, which, uh, which is dope. Uh, if, if you don't know what La Paranda is, it's basically the the more musically inclined members of your community get together. So you got somebody on a guitarita or el cuatro. Uh, you got somebody on a on a formal guitar. You got somebody on a on el, el guido. Uh, you got somebody with the maracas, and then you got the old dude, uh, you know, dressed up old man who could sing. <laughs> by there, the way, yeah. and you went like house to house. And you just sang dope songs, and then uh, you know people came out, and like the whole family watched the 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 song happen, and then there was drinks all around, and you kept the pushing to the next house. It, it was a Puerto Rican version of Christmas carols, right? So 
yeah. they were some were unannounced too. So I remember <laughs> hanging out right in a barranda and. Uh, where are we off to next? Oh, vamos para la casa de Don Pepe or vamos para la casa de Don Julio. And you would show up and it could be, honestly, these parandas last a long time and it could be yeah. one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> rah, the music, <laughs> the guitar start playing, the, the, the plan I start playing. And man, you just, it's a good old time. And the funny thing is that the people are expecting you to a certain point they don't know yeah. when you're showing up, yeah. but they're ready with the food. They're ready with the beer. It's a good old time, man. I love parranda. I, I miss, and you can't, you can't exactly parranda in in New York City. You know, some be- these buildings got elevators. You're gonna, you're gonna kill an old person yeah. <laughs> going up and down the floors and stuff. But uh, so you know, let's uh, let's go to let's let's start with Sangivi. Yeah. Let's start with, with, with Sangivi because I think that that you know this is a universal holiday that is centered around food, right? So, uh, despite what the the historical context of uh, the uh, the American uh, commercialized concept of Thanksgiving is, what we do know is in November, the last Thursday, uh, or the third Thursday, I think this one is the last Thursday. Um, yeah, it's pretty late reason. this year for some reason. But you get together with with your family, right? Whether that's blood or you know chosen, and you bring food together, and and you eat like nobody's business, and uh, you know. So let's let's talk about the menu because one of the things that we wanted to talk about <laughs> in the show was food, and this is certainly a, a beautiful segue into the food discussion, right? So I'm gonna list off some some stuff that I certainly saw on my tables. None of which I helped to, to prepare, by the way. So my role in in these holidays was simply to just show up and eat as much as humanly possible. Ain't it messed up though, right? That for us, <laughs> we love it, right? But you're basically being fed, you're being pampered, you're being beverages just on consumption all over the place. Yeah, it feels so good. And I was thinking about this when we. we had the pre I was like, damn, my mother was in that kitchen all day slaving. And they usually don't enjoy it as much as we do. So we got to give it up to the people that prepare the feast, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the moms and the titis <laughs> that, that 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 threw it down in the kitchen. Certainly there was some some tios and, and yeah, grandpas absolutely. that that got busy and they were chefing it up. Yeah. But uh we we definitely came up in a time where the, the women were the ones that that really threw down, and you know, my grandmother, my titis, uh, my moms. Uh, I mean, it's fabulous. The fact that I'm not 300 pounds right now <laughs> is a testament to how active I was as a kid, because I certainly ate like a 300 pounder. And you know, one thing I'm gonna say is, you know, yes, they they're the ones that were putting these feasts together. But I'm gonna be honest, I know they enjoyed it as well, right? Because they love um, having that those plates and and those dishes out for you and having the family just enjoy it. I mean, my mom's, it was a, it it was like, it was a day for her, right? It was, I, you know, she pre-prepared obviously, you know, um, but, you know, I I think they're just super happy that I got my family together. I'm feeding them, you know, I'm cooking this food with love and 
you know, yes, it's, it's a lot of work on their behalf, but I, I think they love the aspect of having. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well food, there. food is definitely love, uh, uh, for, for, for us. And what's funny is I, I remember I have, I have memories of my grandmother. Um, she'd be drinking a little Budweiser. Oh, you know, while she was cooking. So, you know, the music is playing, you know, and in the back, mommy and negro rabioso, quiere bailar conmigo. And, you know, and she's, the turkey is is getting juiced up. The pateles are cooking, right? The rice, the, the three different kinds of rice. Uh, there's a salad. Um, there was, uh, you know, we had the, the sweet yams, uh, sweet potatoes with the, with the marshmallow, with the candy salt. Like, so, you know, I said we were going to talk about food, right? So they had a turkey, right? That that's that's a staple. We have pasteles, which is another is a Puerto Rican staple. Can can you? We have to dive into what is a pastel. So a so pastel, a pastel is is basically a, a plantain that is guayao, or, or basically you you. What, you it's guaque. It's guayao. You basically uh, mash it down. Uh, to uh, to like a paste, and then in and then you take this paste and you put on a on a on a banana leaf, and then you put meats, cooked meats, uh, some olives, and then that meat is seasoned with adobo, sofrito, recaito, uh, all of the different little flavorings. And you wrap that bad boy up, and then and then you put it to boil, and then that that masa that 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 uh, plantain will will get hard. And cook over the the meat, and and basically make like a little cake. It's delicious. Um, and I I mean, there's there's very few things on the planet like a pastel. Like, it's like uh, a crack. And then depending on which kind of Puerto Rican you are, you either ate it plain, or you put ketchup on it, or you put hot sauce on it. You know, and and there's different factions of us out there that will look at each other funny depending on what you put on your pastel. N- needless so to say that. Put- you don't put no raisins in it, though. If you no put raisins, raisins in no, it, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> problem. Yeah, oh, no raisins in the pot. Uh, yeah, this is a Karen-free zone right here. So yeah, no. Um, but but hey, so, before be, before you uh, dive into the, the the rest of the the menu, I, I was uh I was having a conversation with my mother. Right, she's she's out of town and uh, she lives in uh, out of state right now, and obviously I'm gonna go see her in Thanksgiving and um. She knows, obviously, that I love pasteles. So I, I had a conversation with her. I think it was yesterday. And she goes, Ay, mijo, los brazos los tengo jodido. Oh, no. <laughs> so you know what that means, right? You know that she was guayando. She, yeah. was, she was preparing the pasteles. And, and for those that don't know, this is a production. This is a... You have your... Platanos abiendo, they're cooking. Mm-hmm. In some cases, I'm not sure if you recall, you had buckets ready. Um, in my household, we had buckets ready for the masa. Um, but the guayando aspect of it is torture. So what I, I'm I gonna don't, do? I don't know what how you say guayando in in English. All of shredding. a sudden, my, my shredding. shredding. Right? Yeah. I guess shredding. Shred- okay. Yeah, I think shredding. But uh, man, poor you know, poor Miles. I, I I fell for her, but. I'm gonna to have to try to get her one of those machines where it's it's a little bit easier because yeah, you know this the, the grand, moms are made for for this <laughs> specific purpose, right? Like I think if you introduce technology, 
the pateles are going to be chavao. They're not going to yeah. be like the, what you're used to. Uh, because as any good chef and any good eater of chef foods know, the love that is poured into that food makes it taste better. And that's blood that you can't you can't measure. There's pieces pieces of blood that go into that pastel masa, by the way, because of the shredding. (laughs) No, but it's right. I mean, it's it's pure joy, and and my mother has it down to a science. She says, "This time I was able to get sixty eight pasteles out for you, my son." I was like, "Damn, that's I mean, sixty eight pasteles." She put in she put in like at least three days. Yeah, she put in work. work, Yeah, yeah. So we have so we have the we have the turkey, we have the pastel, we have white rice, we have yellow rice con gandules, we have red beans, we have black beans for the white rice. Right? And 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 then uh you have um lechon. Oof. I mean, how could right? And 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 typically you, you have that lechon cooking just as long, if not longer, than the turkey, so the juices could get up in there so that when you Crack that bad boy open, it just rips to shreds, right? They just toma. It, it it is probably the most delicious thing that there is out there, man. It, it, the pork chunk, oh, it's just incredible. So, uh, so I had a I had great experiences having Thanksgiving in Brooklyn, Puerto Rico, but also in Miami. And if you know, there are traditions of doing lechon, right? So. Um, Puerto Ricans, for the most part, they do it like on a rotisserie sometimes. Like if you have, mm-hmm. if, if you're in Puerto Rico, right? You know, asa el, el, el lechon. And in most cases, when you're in Puerto Rico, you'll find fresh, you know, fresh pigs and you'll, you'll go pick it up the day previously and say, okay, this is the pig that we're going to do. It's about, a, you know, 70, 80 pounds, depending on how big your feast is. Uh, but in Miami, um, I had a, I still have a, a great Cuban friend. And if mm. you don't know, man, these, I mean, they get down and they have this, their, their specific way of doing it is like a hachina. So like a hachina is basically like a brick oven. It's in the backyard or where the, you know, in, in Miami, you usually have a nice patio or whatnot or backyard. Um, they, they fancy over there in Miami. Oh man. But goodness gracious. I mean, yes, the turkey, the, you know, I'm sure you had the el jamón. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. you gotta have you gotta have, not only have the lechon, you gotta have yeah. the jamón, which is yeah. the, the it's just done in the pineapple sauce. I, I don't um, think anybody eats it though. By the way, <laughs> with the with the with the anise star, so they put an anise star in it to give it a little extra, you know, like deliciousness. Se, se la madre de la anise star, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I'm picturing in my head, you see this beautiful uh, pink. Uh, piece of pork. Uh, you know, all apologies to to my to my Muslim friends. Um, but then you had the pineapples over it with the cherry in the middle, and instead of a, a toothpick, they will put the aniset uh, uh, clove into it, and and then cook that, and that gave it like a little spicy punch. Um, which you know, if you b- bite into an anis thing, like it's 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 potent. Yeah, forget about it. You're 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 scarred for life, man. <laughs> what's what's that drink? Uh, it's like sambuca. It's like a, a sambuca pellet in your mouth, uh, basically. But you you sit down, uh, and I don't know about you, but in my family, we typically around three o'clock, 
they start shepherding us to, towards the to the dining room table. You know, vamos a comer, vamos, and it don't you know, it doesn't matter that the Detroit is losing. Uh, it's always Detroit. Know, to whatever team. <laughs> time. Uh, the Cowboys game is later yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, typically, and now the Giants have played the last two years uh, uh, Thanksgiving, so you know I have more to look forward to. But uh, typically, Detroit is already losing by like four hundred points at this point. Um, and you sit down, and it's down poquito de todo, and down poquito. And and when I was younger, I didn't get to pick and choose. I got told what to eat, right? Yeah, so right. like the plate came before me from moms, <laughs> typically, and it had a little bit of everything. So, and the beautiful thing about this, is it's a it's a cosmopolitan mix of food, <laughs> right? So you would think, oh, it's only Spanish food. No, we also had lasagna, baked ziti, pork chops. Like, so not only lechon, not only jamon, but pork chops too, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, uh, potatoes or gratin. I, I mean, it was, it was, yeah. And we were blessed to be able to have this much food again you know I, I go back to like previous shows when we talk about like how we came up and 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 we, we're not from the filthy rich side of the tracks over here but this feast right and then typically uh, my uncle would give the blessing you know when my grandfather was here he would be the one to 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 do the blessing so we, you know we'd pray and you know in that prayer all of those odors all of those scents all of those aromas i just creeping into you, you just your 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 salivary glands are are, are sweating <laughs> like oh my god i cannot believe this decadence that's about to enter my mouth and then and then you tore it up man it, it, it's just it's probably the best feast you have you know every year and, and in my case right i remember um thanksgiving on the block right so what was great about thanksgiving on the block is that Obviously, you had so many friends, and everybody's, um, you know, mother and father are doing the same thing, right? Uh, so for me, it always started out as eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Me and the boys would get together. We're having a turkey bowl, right? We're playing football, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, it's 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 the best game there is of the year because it's because you know, win or lose, there's a treat. In the afternoon, right? Yeah. Uh, so me and the boys, we get together. We're going to Highland Park. We're tossing the pigskin, as they say. Uh, we're playing rough tackle. We're getting bruised up. Um, but man, on that walk home, you you just you're just so happy because again, you know what the rest of the day is going to look like. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're bruised up. You beat up. You take a shower. And then it's on from there, you know, then it's like you say, you know, you being served the dishes when you were younger, like, cause your moms are like, you know, you can eat this no matter what. So for me, it, it was, it was obviously you have to go home first, but then after that, all right, let me go to my, my homeboy's house real quick. They had the same situ- situation going on. And sometimes they would surprise you with a dish that, oh, I didn't have this at home. And I was like, cool, I'll have it here. So, I mean, for me, it was, it, it's really the... For me, it's probably the the best holiday experience that I, you know, the, for me, it's just the best uh, holiday there is for me. I mean, it's just, there's so much, the football aspect of it, the food aspect of it. It's just amazing, man. 
Yeah. And you know what, what I, what I, as I reflect back, I, I think about it. And so one of the things about, about our parties is that you would walk into the house and the, you know, the salsa was already playing on the radio mad loud, uh, much more loud than it needed to be for how, <laughs> how, you know, how bullshit the speakers we had back in the day were, you know, given the technology of the time, but you were blowing out a whole block with, with the music that was being played. And, you know, what was funny is once upon a time, like growing up as a kid, I hated this music, uh, because I, I equated it to, it was a music that woke me up. It was music that I didn't fully understand because they would sing it so quickly. I didn't, I didn't catch all the words. And then, you know, once upon a time is, is music that identified me as, as Puerto Rican. And so, you know, you become a target for people that want to hate. Later on in life, when you start to recognize and honor your roots and, and like you, you recognize like this is home. And so you, depending on, on the house that you were going to or the apartment you were walking into, like it was already a party in full swing. And right. people are dancing in the sala. People are dancing in the hallway. People are dancing in the kitchen. Um, and then it's, it's time to eat. And then post the meal. Right. For me, like the adults would then get together and sit around and play card games. And then the kids would would just run around and do like kid stuff. And every now and then we get in trouble, depending on who <laughs> was being the loudest or who was crying. Uh, but, you know, so that's that's Sangiri in, in a nutshell. Right. You take that that menu. For Sangiri. And you move it forward to Noche Buena. And and Noche Buena was was only slightly different in that uh, where Sangivi like different people brought food to the house to add to the feast. Noche Buena typically was at one person's house, and they took care of all of the food that was going to happen, and everybody else was busy like bringing whatever gifts they had to bring and all that kind of stuff. So Noche Buena uh, for us is is Christmas Eve, um, but similar to Sangivi. You know, and I say Sangivi, that's it's 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 a joke for people like, is there really a Sangivi? It's Thanksgiving said with a Spanish accent, right? That's how my grandmother used to say Thanksgiving. So Sangivi, uh Buena Noche Buena. Um you come in and the, for some reason it just felt like the party started earlier because we knew the night was gonna end sooner. Right. And 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 so here's my memory is the kids' room was usually the designated coat room. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, we didn't have a coat check and most of the closets were already filled with stuff. So what you did is you came into the house, you got taken to the kids room and you dropped your, your packages and your coats and all that kind of stuff onto the bed. But the other thing that happens is that the, the kids room is also the designated sleep area for the children. And so I remember I fell asleep and I woke up one day under what felt like this crushing weight and I was dry and like, like uh, no saliva and I'm like no air. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm, I'm clawing my way. What I discovered is they have put all the coats on top of me. Right. And, and at this time, this is when people had like shirlings and leather three quarter jackets and all that. stuff. So, so I'm under all of this clothes on these jackets on the bed, almost dead, bro. Like they, they, they try to kill me. Man, you took and, me back, man, the coat room. <laughs> You're right, man. Like, because, you know, again, when, when we're looking at that holiday in, in New York, in Brooklyn, it's obviously it's winter. 
I, I have different uh, perception of it in Puerto Rico because nobody has a coat in Puerto Rico. But damn, you do brought- they even make coats in Puerto Rico? <laughs> <laughs> Rock a Sherman over there, right? But you're right. It's always and and there's always kids sleeping in that damn room too, and your parents that ay nene está durmiendo está tranquilo. Lord and you know, Lord and behold, you're fucking underneath. Five hundred pounds of leather, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come out that thing looking like Run DMC. It was no. it was crazy. <laughs> and my saving grace was like I heard music in the distance, so I knew I wasn't dead yet. I'm like, they don't play salsa in heaven, I don't think. So it, I must it, still be alive. It is funny because you can hear it in the background. You're underneath <laughs> all this stuff. It's muffled, but you hear Eddie Santiago. <laughs> you hear Gran Combo in the background. It's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. And and for people who were listening that are attuned, our opening song is called La Fiesta de Pilito, which is by El Gran Combo de Puerto Rico, which is our seasonal song. Uh, we'll play a little bit more of it on the outro, but they're basically celebrating all the things that we do, right? And so, you know, they talk about comer lechón. Uh, uh, comer morcilla, which is blood sausage, arroz uh, con gandule, y a beber ron. So the other thing that's, that's happening at our parties is the liquor is flowing freely. And, and you know, for a lot of us growing up, the holidays were a time to sample some of these illicit beverages prior to your 21st birthday. El pito. <laughs> you got to taste a little bit of what a, a Schaefer was or a, or a, a but wiser yeah i mean i think they make Schaefer now let's, um, let's plug the memory oh wiser la bebida oficial del podcast de brooklyn nights that's right that's right and, and in medalla the unofficial sponsor, <laughs> the unofficial podcast. sponsor. <laughs> but you you get sometimes you get you know drunkle who's like hooks you up with like a little taste right and and you know beer when you taste it as a kid, it's, it's nasty, but it's not quite as nasty as like if you drink scotch. So That's I remember okay. one of my uncles gave me a, a, a taste of Johnny Walker Red, which if you're any kind of scotch drinker, it's basically gasoline. You That's the worst thing that you could do to anybody in life, even now. Uh, but, you know, my uncle gave me a little, a little taste of, uh, and I say my uncle, it's really my cousins, but, you know, my uncle... Gave me a little taste of, of Johnny Walker Red, and and I, I nearly died. I nearly died. <laughs> you, you've had bad <laughs> situations. You're being covered in leather. You're, <laughs> you're being, Listen, <laughs> my whole youth was an experiment. Let, let, let me tell you, there's like being the firstborn child. Like it comes with some perks, absolutely. But you are the experiment. Make no mistake. You get dropped. Right, they they find out like, oh no, if you drop a baby, it's okay. How did they learn that? Because they dropped your ass. I got dropped, you know. And, and some of my friends would say, yeah, it's obvious you got dropped on your head a lot because of the way I think, and it's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, the, I had hopes. like so, yeah. The the like I said, the 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 difference between the 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 dynamics of Brooklyn and Puerto Rico. There there are differences though, right? So in Puerto Rico, right, I I remember having you know. There would be years that I would go back to Puerto Rico because I had to go with my father for, uh, for La Navidades, and over there, um, it felt it felt so different, though, right? As compared to the the coldness of Brooklyn, uh, you know the the 
the apartments in Brooklyn, they had, they took on these smells and, and, you know, it, it, these festive vibes where they also, um, you know, in Puerto Rico, you still had the same vibes, but they were different for some reason. That's, did you experience uh, La Navidad in Puerto Rico as well? I, I, I did, you know, as, as a little kid. Um, and, and like I said, uh, the, 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 the memory that comes most to my mind was a parranda that I was a part of in Ibonito, uh, where my grandfather's from. And, uh, uh, we went from like my grandfather's cousin's house or his compai's house to his comadre's house to a couple other places. And, you know, at every house I got to eat because they always, I was the nene. So they always had dulces for the nene. So they had dulce de coco, dulce de piña, ajonjoli, uh, uh, almendras, uh, the, the candied almonds, like, you know, different, different, uh, uh, native candies, uh, for, for me. Um, but my grandfather was also a great little lie singer. And, and so if you know anything about the Lelo Lies, this is a, a kind of song that you do where the, the ref, I think it's the refrain is Lelo, Lelo, Lelo Lie, Lelo Lie, Lelo, 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 Lelo Lie. And then they, they ad-lib the, no, I'm sorry, the chorus is the Lelo Lie and the refrain, they ad-lib that. You know, so uh, one of the great examples of somebody like who makes up lyrics is like Gilberto Santa Rosa, who can, you know, off the top of his head, just come up Probably with a beautiful flow and improvise. So the little lies are impro- improvised. They usually uh, make fun of the host or uh, you know, somebody in the group. Um, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing to, to, to see. Uh, but that's my memory is, is so we drove and we started like at six. And then by like 10, 11 o'clock, I'm, they're leaving me in the backseat of the car sleeping <laughs> because I'm tired. I'm for the nuevo. <laughs> so if, if you're not under the coats on the bed, you're in the backseat back of, back of the car with the window cracked open just a little bit. Uh, but that's my memory of, of yeah. the Navidades in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So again, for me, the experiences were a little bit different in Puerto Rico, right? Because you come from New York where, again, the, the weather is totally different, right? You have these uh, customary things that you do in New York and Brooklyn, right? When I got to Puerto Rico, um, it, they seemed really, really different. But they, for some reason, like the religion part came in a little bit more heavier, mm-hmm. felt heavier. Um, mm-hmm. The instruments, the 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 singing that was in, instead of you know Tito Rojas playing on the jukebox, it was more of the Puerto Ricans would bring out their instruments, right? So yeah. in my case, my father, um, he played um, the guitar and he was actually, uh, he was really, really good. He actually played for La Tuna de Calle, which is funny because Calle is a town close to Ibonito. So yeah. we probably, yeah, we probably might we have could had be a yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, to me, my grandmother was very religious as well, right? So the whole Christmas in, experience in Puerto Rico, for me, it felt really again a, a little bit more religious. The instruments were flowing. The you know the drinks weren't as heavy, but it felt really. I felt really really close to my family at that point, right? And the good thing about Puerto Rico is that again everybody has houses, right? Instead of the apartments, you're going to somebody's house. Um, tienen la marquesina. Um, you know, everybody has space to, you know, gather around to drink their drinks. To it just felt a little bit different 
in versus the hustle and bustle of, of Christmas in Brooklyn, which is just so chaotic. You know, there's not even, you know, the coat room is so funny that you mentioned that again, because it's true. There's no space, man. There has to be somewhere where the coats go at, you know, and it tends to be the El, el Cuarto del Nero. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, and, I, and what's funny is to your point also is that like in, in Brooklyn, you were going to one spot and you were going to be there for like the next six to eight hours. Puerto Rico, you out on the street and going like house to house to house on the block or around the corner. It, it was it was a whole different thing happening there. Uh, and I imagine, you know, like our friends in, in the DR, our friends in Cuba uh, uh, also can relate to, to, to that to that memory. You know, at, at least as it's comparative from from a cityscape to to what you know the the island uh, life offers us uh, in that perspective. But it was so different, man. But it it was good though. I I, I love both experiences, um, and, which is great. Again, in our cases, that we have those experiences, right? And we, you know, I, I am super happy that I had the whole Brooklyn vibe, you know. But then again, to go and have that. You know, Navidad with the family in Puerto Rico was so cool as well. So um, it was, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So, so you know, we did, we did um, Sangiri, we did Noche Buena, and now we we move forward to to, to New Year's, and you know, this is like a universal holiday. Yeah. Uh, everybody has a version of New Year's, but uh, in my houses, <laughs> in my houses, in in my up upbringing, this one was less about food and more about partying. Right. So while food was present, it wasn't the centerpiece where Thanksgiving food is obviously the centerpiece. Uh, Noche Buena is the centerpiece. New Year's was let us party. And if you thought we dressed up for Thanksgiving, if you yes. thought we dressed up for Noche Buena, it was a whole different fashion <laughs> scene for New Year's in the old Melendez come up. I'm talking about. Uh, uh, shiny, you know, and this again, eighty suits with the with the shoulder pads, pleated pants with white shoes. You know, when I used to have hair, it was it was brushed <laughs> beautifully. Like you know, I was I was everybody I, I was the the old man. Everybody was the old yeah, man. Yeah, everybody. You know, like it was it was it was basically solid gold, dance fever. And and Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve all mixed into one thing. And the music was so loud, you had to yell your conversations or walk as far away from the speaker as you could. And 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 this memory just hit me just now. When I was old enough, like the, the teenagers, we would go hang out in the hallway. And not the hallway in the apartment, but the hallway of the building to have conversations and, and basically be the cool kids. And that's where like some of the cousins were smoking. I'm not going to say what, but they were smoking. <laughs> that's where sometimes a little, a little beers uh, or beverages made their appearance, you know, way before your 21st birthday. Oh, why sir? But, but it occurred to me that, you know, the, the hallway of the building is also where like business got transacted because sometimes adults would leave the party and go to the hallway of the building to transact. Now, what business was being transacted? I can't tell you. Right. And, I was, and, I was a little kid. And isn't it funny that there's, there's segments of people, right? So inside the house, the adults are inside the house, right? And yes. 
essentially we've become the adults now, right? So we're the adults in the house. So, but it's like you say, the kids are in the hallway. The kids are out, you know, trying to be cool. Yeah, like look at this fly, you know, pair. You know, I don't know what kind of shoes you got on, but <laughs> they fly, right? So it's so funny that you go to the. Uh, that's the day that you got dressed up the most, right? And you had a budget for New Year's clothes. Like there was always yes. money set aside yes. for that time period, man. And it's, it's, and I think it it was like a like a unspoken competition between like the the families to see who's just going to show up like the most dressed up. And I, I'll tell you, here's a throwback. You want to talk about the shoes I had? I had a pair of Playboy shoes. Oh go, my Playboy God. shoes. Yes. Playboy yo, like Hugh Hefner. Oh, I he had a came pair. Out with, <laughs> he came had a out pair. with a, a line, <laughs> and I had, they were white. And on the side was little bunny on a, it was a white bunny on oh, a black shit. background in the circle. Uh, and oh. had white laces. You don't uh, fuck me you know, up, sir. You know, so like, you know, and it was like, what kind of shoe was it? So it was kind of like a sketcher, but not as intricate as a sketcher shoe. Remember when sketches came out with that, with that like urban flat uh, sole shoe that, that we wore to, to death in the, in the nineties. So that's, <laughs> that's the kind of shoe that a Playboy shoe was. I had a pair of um, black Playboys, bro. You, you messed me up, man. That, that's, <laughs> I damn. took you back, right? Took you back, and there's going to be some people listening to this. They're going to be like, yo, I forgot Playboys even existed as a shoe. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, man, that, that's the times we came up in. Hey, uh, but, but, but even though you were at a, at a certain, right, I, I'm sure this might have happened to you. There was time periods where you were hanging out with your buddies, right? And whenever the clock struck, you know you had to be close to your mom's. You, you oh, had yeah. to be you had to be in her. You had to be like two feet away. Because <laughs> Within a five-foot radius, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the person, you know, like, you know, like, that's, yeah. the, that's they're looking for you. And, and we as kids or as teenagers, we were like, yeah, whatever, you know, we, but I made sure that I'm looking at, oh, shit, it's, you know, I'm looking at my beeper. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's eleven fifty-five. It's eleven fifty-five. I got to I got to jet. Yeah. I got to be home real yeah. quick. And then whatever you do, you think you know, blah, bring in a new year, and then you're right back to wherever it is that that situation of the flyness Playboy hanging out with your cousins, yeah, smoking a little whatever. That just continues to the wee hours, man. But yeah, I always had. Well, to be it's close true, to and and what's funny is you said that the different degrees of of like uh, groupings of people. So you had, you know, in the house in the sala typically was Titi Chacon uh, holding court, but then you had the tios like in the corner around the bar, and and you know, back during my time, the, like the bar was actually like a, a little a little glass cart that had fancy glasses in it and stuff like that. And I actually have a memory. My uncle had a, had a bar that was a globe. So it was a huge globe that when you opened it right oh, yeah. in half, uh, inside was a, 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 a record player. And then around the record player was slots where you could put in your liquor and had the different glasses. And, and it was broken though. So I don't know who broke it, that that part of history is lost to me, but it was this amazing piece of furniture that it took up like eight feet of space. But that's but but at the party time, uh, it was a hit. 
that's where the 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 men hung out and and mixed their drinks and and I remember the other thing about it that was so beautiful and this is it's such a timely piece is that the the it was made of wood and the around the outside of it was like a a ring of Saturn but except they had all of the signs of the zodiac around it and so it was it was a sign of the times and I, I'm kind of mad that we don't know where it is like he moved and it disappeared but this is like if I could find that. I want to bring that relic back because that is a dope thing, you know, and, and I haven't thought about it until this conversation where I'm like, oh, snap, the, the bar. But I tell you, Ness, we had the same thing. Isn't it funny that there must have been a Puerto Rican store? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like where are all these people getting the same thing? Like, again, meeting you, we didn't grow up together. But that's no. the same thing that we had in the crib. Like, it's crazy, man. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's, I love it. I love it. And and I, I know that, uh, you know, some of the houses had like the black velvet uh, glow in the dark poster. And, and, you know, my uncles, I think, had like a black woman with an afro and she's wearing like this really shimmery dress. Um, and, you know, these are the things that the memories that, that you have of, of that time. Um, so Noche Buena happens. And then, you know, as, a, as an adult kid, I didn't really think too much about the uh, Tres Reyes Magos, but that was certainly a thing that in Puerto Rico, when I was there as a kid, I would go outside and steal some grass from the park, put it in the box, put the box under my bed. And why are we putting grass in a box under the bed? Because the camel that the king comes in on eats the grass and then he leaves the gifts under your bed. So, so a person from Brooklyn, right? Coming, going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the people telling you, tienes que buscar hierba para el caballo. I'm like, what kind of Pihuaro shit is this? Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, it, yes. it was shocking to me. It was, it was shocking. The, yes. the, the culture shock of La Sterjeria Mago was like, it was like, what are you guys yeah. talking about? Because, you know, from our point of view, we grew up on that Americanized Christmas, right? Yeah. So Santa all of a sudden, you heard coming to town. Right? Yeah, yeah, but it was so funny, man. It was so funny. Well, it was funny. You say yelba, you know, and, and to me, yelba has only ever been one thing, <laughs> weed. <laughs> so when you say yelba for el caballo, I'm like, why are we giving this horse weed? That doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, but it, again, and this was, a, 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 you know, when we think about the more religious aspects of our culture, this is probably the the most religious because it you know it, it was about the three kings who came to give the Christ baby the gifts of uh, frankincense, myrrh, and gold, um, and uh, and so typically for for tres reyes magos instead of parties, um, you had the prayer circles, uh, and so all of my grandmother's uh, uh, church lady friends would come over and they would do prayers on the rosary. Um, for you know, and so it was trippy watching these women recite the the rosary for like three hours straight, no stopping. Uh, and and they prayed to heal people. They prayed to to fix problems. They prayed on you know cancer. They prayed on on let this woman get pregnant. Let let this family come into some fortune. Let let their farm. You know, be be bountiful and plentiful. Let the, the bodega, be, you know, hit a a a stretch of of, of beautiful business and stuff. Um, it, it, it was a serious. Right? Yeah, it felt yeah. serious. Yeah, it felt, it felt really, 
you know, I don't want to say heavy, but as a child seeing this, it looks really intense. And it's like you say, they, they're, they're three hours deep and they're going through the rose tree and, and, and it's, to you know, looking at it from even as a teenager, I was always struck by that, by that, you know, what was happening. And um, it, it's funny that we as adults, we carry on some of the traditions. That one, it's a little bit difficult, right? Because in most cases, those people were religious since the get-go, right? And they just continue yeah. that, you know, in this time period, it's just so, it, it is a really, for us, it was, oh, it's presence and it's a lot of fun, but for them, it's it's serious stuff. So yeah, I, I, I it, to me, it always, it, it, it shocked me a little bit too, that part of it, man. It, it did. And, you know, so I, I sit here having now looked at, at this through a couple of different lenses, what, what, I, what I sit here and, you, you know, you, you hit me when you're like, we're the adults now. And and it's it's like it's on our shoulders to either continue those traditions or set new ones down. Right. And and it strikes me that like right now there's a lot of people that celebrate this thing called Friendsgiving as an attempt to uh reclaim or or you know steer away from the, the political insensitivity of what Thanksgiving was and you know how it's a it's a it's a it's a murder murderous colonized holiday that that doesn't really bring justice to, to, to what that time was. Right. And so we now have to create these things uh, for our families, uh, for our children, because some of the best memories I have are during those parties. Right. Like the, I think the whole point of, of our, of, of our podcast is that the things that we went through created uh, uh, tools for us to understand and, and move through the world and certainly at these family parties right because this is this this is a family centric episode we're, we're looking at it through the lens of family there's going to be an episode in the future when we just look at house parties and partying coming up in in brooklyn and you know basement reggae jams and all that kind of stuff which is a whole different cycle but a whole different cycle. this is this is where you learned your place in the family you learned uh, you know, and as we come up on a 10 minute mark to, to the to the hour, this is where you learned which cousin you were. Right. Because yeah. sadly, there were some cousins that, that were considered like the not very good kid. Then there was some cousin that like, oh, this is this is this is the good one. This is the he's a smart one. He's the genius. And in, in every body that you met that night would tell you, I said, and malo or I said, bueno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right yeah you would find you know, out and, who you were and sadly you you find out like which of the of the female cousins people are like oh she's gonna get pregnant or you know this 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 and, and and we accepted these things right there was no pushing back because if you push back you got slapped right or 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 you know different consequences for for that stuff so you kind of just let them be um but this is where you found out like yeah that the family thinks this of that uncle, right? Or the family thinks this about that side of the family. Or this is why we don't hang out with those people, right? And and I think that as you got older, you you recognized it. And then I think in some of the ways, like when you were going to the party, right, you got that prep talk from, from your moms, right, which was when, when we get to their house, I don't, I don't want to, if I lose sight of you for one second, it's over for you. 
And like the the whole night depended on whether or not I was within eyesight of my mom, right? Because if if I disappeared for even one single second, then we're going home. Why, why, why we why we all got to go home because I had to go use the bathroom and you don't know where I was for like three seconds? Well, you know, in those three seconds, you could have been doing anything, right? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, so so Ness is funny, right? So we we as friends and and as family, we share. You know, we'll go to these Thanksgivings uh, events ourselves, right? So, <laughs> who the hell are we in, in, in this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! You know, it's so funny, though, man. I mean, I like I said, I, I think uh, uh, as I've analyzed uh, stuff from the podcasting and the, the conversational lens, have I been drunkle? Absolutely. Uh, have I been cool as hell, uncle, that's going to give you like $5 so you could go to the store and get candies that you want? Yep, I've been him. Um, have I been over-politicized, uncle? Yep, I definitely have become that guy. Uh, you know, have I become, uh, he's going to eat too much? You uncle? check a lot of the boxes, yep. man. You I, check I, a lot I of have, I have. Um, you know, <laughs> but, but then that's I... The- I, I that's the joy of it, though, right? Because that's that's what we ex- that's what we come to expect out of our friends and families that show up, right? We know that, yeah, you know, Ness is is gonna be a good time. Ness is, you know, he's it's gonna be a good time. So it's gonna go down because Ness is here. So it, it's just you're right. We learn from these social, um, from our initial attending these social events. You know, we learn. We take a lot away from it, and. It, it, it's great because we we were able to see those role models and and those people that we we essentially we become them too. So it's great, man. And, and I I look forward to it every year because yes, the same time the food is going to be good, but the conversations and the 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 you know the hanging out that we do is just it's just amazing too, man. Yeah, you know, and and that's the thing is is that as 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 we 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 get to the to like the wrap up portion of this, as as my daughter is shows up on the on the podcast, is that I I've taken a lot of my cues from from being in those in those parties because I was blessed, right? It, it was one of those things where I was fortunate that when we had a family party and everybody showed up, everybody showed up. Right. I didn't I didn't come from a, a family that we had uh, lost people tragically to, to you know, early deaths or, or, or sicknesses. We didn't have family members in jail. Right. We didn't have anybody that was homeless or houseless or out in the streets like to that degree. So I was able to see the, the full display of, of like the family and the. Yes, that's Uncle Jerry, baby. Um, I was able to see, you know. All of all of the family in, in its in its in its perfect imperfection. Yeah. And you know, it's not only uncles and aunts and, and grandparents and, and uh, but it's cousins, it's it's friends of the family, it's it's the you know the husbands or wives that, that came out. You know, one one of the people that we missed in our people in your hood episode was was Steve, the white guy that married into the family, you know, and, and so he's here at these parties and he's enjoying life and, and living it up and, and being a part of, of this celebration uh, that, you know, we got, we're, we're, we're the uh, protectors of that. And we got to keep that moving forward. I agree. 
I agree, man. Yeah. And so, you're right too. Yeah, you, you're also right that, you know, it, it's 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 always like for some reason there was there was never a a moment where, you know, the the, the whole sickness, yeah, you know, people, you know, that you lose a lot of people throughout your life. But for some reason, when we were growing up, everybody was everybody was okay, right? Everybody everybody was good. Um so it's funny that you mentioned that as well because it's a good time because everybody's there and it's a good time because everybody's healthy. And I'm sure I, I'm quite sure I had a few friends that, you know, had somebody was locked up in my, in my situation, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. I mean, for the most part, they were, they were there, they were good. Everybody was, it, it just felt like a really, really good um, synergy and, and just happiness all around. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, that's the part that's lacking so much and, and so I, I think that this episode if it's done anything for anybody it's done something for me is that it's helped me to re realize the importance of continuing that practice of of being with the with the with the family whether it's blood or by choice um it's it's the folks that that you want to have around you and and love on them and celebrate them and and be thankful that you have them for uh, for another year uh, especially in a time that we're living in like right now where, where you know, you turn around and, and someone is, is coughing a little bit today, all of a sudden they're not here tomorrow, God forbid. We, we got to hold ourselves closer and tighter and, and help to put ourselves in a place where, like, let's, let's, let's do things the right way. You know, um, as much as I enjoy my drink, thank God I learned to do it in moderation and not to the same degree as, as some of the people that I came up with who sadly, you know, liver, liver doesn't function anymore or, or alcohol took them away uh, too early or, or before their time. Um, so, you know, this, this is us, this is the, this is the legacy of what we inherit. This is, this is the, the, the heritage, la herencia nuestra, the, you know, and it's a, it's a good burden to bear. And, you know, as, as people listen to this episode, what, what I want to say to them, the message that we have for them today is uh, go, go out and, and love on the people that you care about. Like, you know, don't, don't even feel two ways about it. Like just go and love on them and, and let them know that, that you're happy that they're in your life. Um, because I'm, you know, I'm happy that you're in my life, Jay. You bring, <laughs> you bring joy to me. Uh, in 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 the the hangouts and now in this podcast and I'm sure when we're together eating pateles and drinking coquito, which how did we not mention coquito by the way? Well, yeah, uh, it's it's up there, man. It, because it wasn't a food item per se, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but it's definitely a drink item. So, um, what I can tell you is, I definitely am going to be going to find Doña Carmen over here, my pasteles plug, and and making a purchase of uh, a couple of uh, dozen. Of pasteles, so that we can enjoy them. Uh, I'm gonna go get to my coquito plug, and make sure that we have some coquito on tap, ready for for the next go round. Um, and we're gonna see people in a week, I guess, right? With the next week's episode. Yeah, and I'm glad the traditions continue, like you said, man. So the pasteles, the coquitos, you have the plug, bro. So I'm I'm excited for that. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I just want people to, yeah, I mean, take a take a step back, realize people in their lives, you know, who they have, you know, and appreciate that, you know, it's, it's like you say, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, and this year might be different, might not be able to get together with your fam, but with the family that you do get together, 
make it a good one, you know? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and keep those seditions going, man. In the words of the immortal Gran Combo de Puerto Rico, a comer pastel, a comer lechón, a y a beber ron. Jerry, it was great doing this with you one more time. Yeah. We'll see you in a week, people. Si el año pasado tuvimos problemas, quizás este año tengamos más.